Bottles. Are you okay with sweating milk for the next two days? I mean, it's not ideal. I'm kind of lactose I mean, intolerant. I mean, I mean, I, I also packed some milk because I made some cookies the day before. Because you know, during these dire times, we need something. You got the masks, by the way. Yeah, I got a couple masks. Okay, good, 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 good. We need to stay safe. What else did we have in the mini fridge? Uh, some brownies, uh, M and M's. Who puts M and M's in a fridge? Uh, it's summer. You don't want them to melt. You don't want them spoiled. Well, it's chocolate. It's not ideal, but, you know, this will work. This will work. Chocolate melts. Okay, so, that um... Alright, let's get on our way. So, yeah, uh... uh we're gonna be in the... If, if you all remember from last podcast, uh, Sour is a little bit gone. Kidnapped by Vocaloid fans, so... Sorry about the noise. I'm gonna be trying to remove it, but we're gonna be in a car for most of this podcast. Yeah, we are. So, yeah. Welcome to the Sour Cream and Onion Podcast. Um, or as we call it now, the Cream and Onion Podcast temporarily. Temporarily, that's right. So, I guess, should we still introduce ourselves or should we just... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so... Um, I'm Sour. <laughs> I'm a... Oh, shoot. Sorry, guys. That's a red light. Uh, I'm Cream. Supreme. I'm Anne. And, uh, I'm Onion. So, the thing is, is that we have to go find the Vocaloid, Vocaloid fans from 2010, which means we're most likely gonna have to find a time machine bringing us all the way back to 2010, which is clearly one of the greatest years ever. Ten years ago, because <laughs> this year... Clearly. Yeah. Do you clearly guys remember 20... all the... Cr all the stuff that happened in 2010, like, I'm, my I'm going God. on a nostalgia trip right now just thinking about it. Let's, I mean, yeah. I wore cat ears at that time. I was my peak weeb. <laughs> 2010, my that's, goodness. That's how straight into a Zoomers a like this reunion. segment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Zoomers like this. I'm 2010, sorry you guys my goodness. Have to hear it coming out of the car stereo, but. <laughs> 2010. Quality yeah. podcasting. <clears throat> 2010, 2010. Oh my goodness. What the, happened in 2010? The Obama administration was still going. Um, Twilight was at the peak of its fame. Um, young adult novels were all over bookshelves across America. And the Billboard Hot 100 had some great pop hits, <laughs> such as TikTok. Yep. By Kesha, Need oh You goodness. Now by Lady Antebellum, um, Hey Soul Sister by Train. Hey Soul Sister, ain't the Mister Mister on the radio? Oh my goodness, I haven't His heard that in so long. His falsetto, he has, he sounds also, like, uh, 
sounds that, like a cat or something. Bad Romance came out. <laughs> Airplanes came out. Love oh. the Way You Lie air- came out. Bad Romance. God, I'm so I'm I'm so excited to time travel to 2010 <laughs> where there's no virus and stuff. Why do we bring masks? And also, um, wait, we can finally have a party we, in the USA. I mean, we could. Well, we might have and, to we might have to sneak around a couple places where there is virus current day to get to a time machine. But you know, was the swine flu around in 2010? I think it. Wait, is it? When did somebody swine quick flu? look this I'm up Googling on your phone it. or something? I'm looking up. I can't. I'm driving. Swine. Swine flu. It was 2010. The swine oh flu was 2010. My God. <laughs> oh my God. You want to wear, just wear masks and look weird was, so we don't uh, like it was severely 2009, screw up the future? 2010. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Maybe it was us. Maybe the swine flu was secretly COVID, and we just Maybe. Gave it you know to what them. we'll do? Well, if we if we have the masks, we all have black masks, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we if we also throw like a hood on there, we can all be like uh, ninjas and we'll blend in right right we'll blend right in with everybody else. I mean, yeah. if we go to a con, we'll look pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, Assuming that's where they're hiding, hopefully. But oh my goodness, 2010. 2010. 2010. 2010. Actually, I have a story is- about uh, dynamite that came out. I think 2010. It that did. was. I remember that being in the sixth grade dance way, <laughs> way back in the day. Sixth and that grade. was the first song I ever bought on iTunes. It was like a full dollar. I was like, wait. I'm spending money on music. Wait, cream? But now I can cream. just listen to it whenever. That was also around the time when I got my iPod Touch. Because I didn't care for a phone. I didn't get a phone for the next few years until I was forced to get one. Cream, I have a question. Yeah. Did you not hear Dynamite until 2012? Uh, I don't know. Because you just said that you heard it in like in sixth grade, but that's two years after 2010. So that's why I went, wait, sir, did you not hear it until two years later after it came out? The hit Dynamite? Now, I don't have a great memory, but I'm pretty sure it was... It was either that was the first time I heard it, but what I think it was, was that was just what... That was the event that triggered me to be like, this song's catchy, I'm gonna go buy it. Okay. But then, like, also, it wouldn't surprise me if you hadn't heard it, because your family didn't listen to pop songs that much, did they? No, I honestly just may not have heard it until then. What was big in what was big in contemporary Christian music in 2010? What could you listen to? That's a good question. What was popular on the Christian charts? That the spiritual charts. I don't know what, but it's called the spiritual charts. They should call it the spiritual charts. That should be the the gospel music charts. Yeah, not the contemporary Christian charts. The stuff that you listen to, Cream. Just the spiritual charts. The spiritual charts. That's what I listen to 24-7. Give me that give me that sweet gospel music. I love gospel. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling uh, like Florida Georgia line or something was the the big artist of the Christian charts or something? <laughs> I remember uh, Mercy Me. Yeah. I apparently the Stephen number Curtis one Chapman. 
uh, I'm using my data but right that now, may have but just been me. The number one uh, Christian song of 2010 was All of Creation by Mercy Me. Yeah, I remember and, that one. And uh, What Faith Can Do by Cutlass was number two. <laughs> uh, hmm. Get Back Up by Toby Mac, number three. Before the Morning by Josh Wilson. Our God by Chris Tol- Tomlin. I don't know. Born Again by Newsboys. Blech. I feel I like I don't know these. But that's also, um, I did not listen to contemporary pop Christian music. What's up with all these? What's up with all these Christian artists having like lowercase, all lowercase letters for their names of their acts? Like newsboys, lowercase n newsboys. Maybe it's because only God can be capitalized. No, I specifically remember newsboys (laughs) having a capital N. I thought they were all caps. That may be something weird. That may be something they're doing now. Hmm. They may be switching hmm. it up. Yeah. Good for you, newsboys. A little bit more adjacent to Christian Christian music is country music. And there was a lot country of country music. hits. <laughs> there was a lot of country hits in 2010. If I Die Young by the band Perry. Oh, I hate that song. I hate that song. Burning passion. My sister loved it, though. And I went, look, you're eight. How could you like this? <laughs> and I don't know. She was listening. She was also li- girls. Okay, listen. We all had our moment. Okay, but I'm not going to deny. She it. ended I jammed to "If I Die Young" when I was ten. But the thing is, is that she beca- she got into One Direction when she turned sixteen. <laughs> so oh, then, wait. that's another fun fact. One mm-hmm. Direction actually formed they had their first audition on the x factor uk in 2010 just, oh my goodness but, i just freaked out because like the song paparazzi came out in 2010 oh my goodness oh my God. lady gaga miss icon so many good songs 2010 was a year for music pop oh my gosh 2010 song, my was first a- kiss came out then too you know the 303 my first kiss went a little like, like this, this. It, twist. it twist <laughs> my god the crunk core and stuff so much crunk yeah there was, core, it was that was myspace still popular in 2010 or was this the era of facebook also king of anything came out in 2010 hello sarah bieras how, mm. how do you say her last name but i love her um teach me how to dougie came out the dougie my god that was a movement that was Teach a movement. Me out of Next to YOLO <laughs> and stuff like that. Remember the whole uh, that uh, we're jumping forward in time, but remember when YOLO was a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Is that still a thing? Thank you, Drake. You made a bunch of people like scream on, s- s- jump off buildings, screaming YOLO. Screw you, Drake. But um, <laughs> back on 2010, Fireflies by um, <laughs> Al City, the the best postal oh service goodness. ripoff. And uh, a- cream, I got something for your mom. Ready? Haven't met you yet by Michael Bublé. Oh my goodness, Michael Bublé, the Canadian. Uh, I have Crosby. heard that song so many times. That's why I thought about your that's mom. That's like whenever my family would host parties, it would there. My mom, if my mom was in charge of the music, she would put on just a playlist of all Michael Bublé in the background, and I've heard that song so many times. It's my sister song, loves though. Michael Bublé. My sister loves Michael Bublé and stuff. Not necessarily my style of music, but 
it's not bad. I do like it, if, even if I'm not always in the mood for it. 2010 was also a good year for film. We had Inception come out that year. That's Inception. A, a landmark. I haven't watched that in so long. You will, we will, you will watch that. Um, a I watched landmark. that back in the day when I watched movies. Yeah, Inception was a landmark back uh, of uh, action sci-fi. Uh, great Hans Zimmer score. Recently, uh, for whatever reason, whenever, just whenever I'm popping on Instagram to just mindlessly scroll, I've been seeing a lot of behind the scenes from Inception. I guess there's just a nostalgia way of going around. It was really cool how they did some of the dreams. They literally had like, uh, what was it? There was like a hotel hallway, I think. Yeah. With the elevators and that was rotating. They actually had a full modeled hallway and a giant rotation machine around it. And they were mm-hmm. physically rotating the whole thing to pull that off. Yeah. And it's so, it's so cool to see the behind the scenes of that. Nolan, I think it's because uh, the director, Christopher Nolan, his new film is out. Um, much to the dismay of many a, mo- a movie Oof. watcher, and <laughs> yeah, they said it's a cinemat, it's a cinematic experience. You need to see it in the movie theater. Yeah, you're gonna watch your film die. But um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I know. I love Christopher yeah. Nolan, but this is by far the dumbest movie he's done yet. Um, Inception was good, and also Scott Pilgrim. Came out. Heck yeah. Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus the world. What a great movie. So good. What a um, great movie. What a Mega, great comic. Speaking Mega of that, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, out. the game complete edition. We just we literally Ooh. talked about this last week. And then they were like, we're gonna bring it back. Oh my goodness. What a great tenth anniversary for Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. If you still don't feel bad about purchasing Ubisoft games, go get it. <laughs> This is the <laughs> one game I'm going to make an exception for. Yeah. Just like um, just like I did with Titanfall 2 and EA, but I don't plan on buying mm-hmm. any more EA and Ubisoft games Here's, aside from those. Ugh. Yeah. <sighs> I you know what? I'm just starved out for for fun things in the in the age of <laughs> yeah. corona, so you know what? I'll take it's whatever I could get even if it's from uh the 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 poop filled baguette known as Ubisoft, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> other things in 2010. I'm trying to think, uh, what else? Mega Mind. Mega Mind was 2010. Really? Same goes with Tangled. The disappearance of Har- Haruhi Suzumiya. Haruhi. Um, oh my god. Narnia came out. Haruhi, Narnia. Yeah. Narnia came out. Um. Did which Narnia? Which Narnia? The first movie. Oh. I thought it was uh, uh, the Prince, Prince Caspian. Caspian. Prince Caspian, because that had a Switchfoot song as its uh, theme song. Hmm. Oh, also, How to Train Your Dragon my... came out in 2010. Oh, my God. Black Swan. What Black a year. Swan came out in 2010. Literally, 2010 said, it's my year. And like, uh, Despicable Me. Despicable Me won. The best Illumination film oh, y- came out in 2010. Because right. uh, here, here's the weird thing. When I first saw the trailers for Despicable Me and Megamind, I went, this is weird. Two supervillain films coming out the same year from yeah. different studios. This is like a Bugs Life and Ants situation. Or- Guys, <laughs> there's one bad thing, though, in Uh-oh, 2010 oh, no. that came out. 
Oh, no. The thing that we do not speak of. The live action of Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> a show that doesn't exist. A movie that doesn't exist. <laughs> that movie doesn't exist. I don't know what you're talking about. Cream, thanks for but bringing do you remember the barf show. Do you remember, remember, that remember show? the show, though? Remember the oh show? When did the show finish? When did the show finish? 2009, I think. I'm, I'm going to look it up. I didn't actually. Well, no, that's a lie. I watched a little bit of it back in the day, but I didn't actually watch it in full until recently. I remember when it was airing on Nick. That was around the time when I, I was the oldest and I was like 10. So, so okay, I have a correction. We watched like a few episodes now and then when they were on. It was the pretty much the only thing on Nick that interested our family. But then the last Seriously, episode came on, and since uh, I was 10 and all of my siblings were uh, much younger, my parents were like, no, this is Cream. too violent, and they kissed. You can't be watching this. Cream, so then it is uh, all we watched were Disney Channel, and that's why the only TV show I remember from my childhood was uh, Phineas and Ferb. All so, the other one was that sitcom garbage. So um, I, I, I lied. Did. It came out in 2008, the last episode. So yeah. you were actually ah. eight. Eight. So, so if you eight, think about... All of my the, siblings were younger than that. So that's, your, that's kind of reasonable. I don't blame your them. Your youngest sibling was two years old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if a two-year-old is mentally ready for the last episode of Avatar. No, they're not. Um, it was different <laughs> compared to... I watched all of last... The Last Airbender when it was out because so at the time I was eight so my eldest sibling was sixteen <laughs> so we definitely watched Avatar that and I saw the finale and stuff like that and the youngest was four but you know it's fine my parents didn't care that was the fifth child <laughs> like it was child number five do you think they're gonna at, care at that point they're they're like whatever. He watched once, Jaws once the when first he was child two. gets to a certain age, they, they become a lot more lenient. Yeah. Um, but I remember when it came out and being super hyped. And I actually remember like the finale and watching the finale, recording it on the DVR and being super excited and fast forwarding through commercials because <laughs> that's how hyped we were. Oh, so good. I didn't watch Avatar as it was airing. I mostly watched it when it finished. So then I watched the show out of order on Nicktoons. Really? Yeah. Um, I remember the first episode I saw was the one where um, Katara went to go visit the water temple. And everyone said, no, you can't practice water bending because you're a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Yeah. I mean. And, oh, go ahead. And then. Uh, I think it was only a couple days later it ended up showing the last episode and I went well that's a lot of arcs I didn't get to see <laughs> and then yeah so then I mostly watched the show out of order it wasn't until I think last year where I decided to okay I'm actually going to start watching every episode in order instead of and still working on it but I'm still like I like what I saw a lot. I've recognized that it's like 
super ahead of its time as far as the more mature kids shows was probably it wasn't until adventure time where it became like super mainstream and whatnot i mean yeah i think i was in a similar situation uh i i don't remember exactly when we watched it but like when it was still airing i only saw like the first two episodes then the one at the northern water tribe or one of the ones at the northern water tribe and then the final episode and then we weren't allowed to watch it anymore Mm. but that was not a very uh thorough viewing but our family did watch it over the past summer and it was really cool to finally see the whole thing now that we're not all babies yeah that is literally wild that you guys only saw like two or three episodes and then the finale because like for me I remember being hyped for the finale and watching it. I saw almost all the episodes. When I rewatched it, there was like maybe one or two that I was like, what is this? Um, But not necessarily like fairly important episodes that I had missed. But I think it was definitely an experience. But I also like grew up again with older siblings watching it. And it was one of the only shows that I think that was good that was on nickelodeon compared to you know disney or something else like that and especially since like at that time i was into anime and my family was into anime so it was like you know how avatar isn't an anime but it's like kind of anime adjacent it's, it's anime adjacent so it was like a very much like our hope for western an- animation we were like oh my god are they finally becoming good? Are they finally <laughs> going to the side of anime where like they make things that necessarily aren't for kids, but has like deep, complex the, storytelling? The, two, the 2000s had some good cartoons. I mean, it didn't, okay. It was bumped up it to the next level Avatar. with Avatar. It wasn't Avatar. It, it was, wasn't Avatar. Everything like I think the edgiest a kid's show got was either Invader Zim or Billy and Mandy. Yeah. Invader yeah. Zim was crazy. Yeah. Um. Uh. But that was another have, show that crossed that flew I, over my head because I was still uh, in 2010. I was still watching Boomerang cartoons, and then <laughs> I watched Avatar um, with my cousins at their house. It's just like one of those things that I feel like Avatar perfectly shows very adult themes. But like for children or introducing it, like Avatar brings up mass genocide when it comes to the airbenders. It talks about the difficulties of war and like dictators and things like that. And you're like, wow, this is really deep. Yeah. Yet dark. And however, it's like extremely educating on it. And like, again, how parenting can be taken too far. They said disability rights. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the l- thing of like where they made the person one of the main characters who's a disabled, however, her disability became like I aided her so well that she was able to like relate to the badger moles and able to learn become the best earthbender of all time because of it. That's amazing. Like yeah. they really said, I'm gonna empower people and they even have it where the kid that was in the wheelchair who learned how to like do the glider and everything like that. 
They just had such a good level of representation in Avatar The Last Airbender. They did. Yeah. It was ahead of its time, really. It really was. And, like, they had such a diverse cast, too, with race and how um, the different groups were made to represent different kind of um, olden day things. Like, you know how the Fire Nation's supposed to re- represent Japan? And then the Air... I think Air Nation's supposed to represent, like, Tibetan monks. Mm-hmm. Tibet. Around that area. Yeah, it was mostly, like, Southeast or East Asian. And, yeah. And then, um, well, you know that, like, the Water Tribe was supposed to represent, like, the Inuit and that groups of, those group of people. And then, finally, the Earth was, Earth was supposed to represent China. hmm Yeah. So, it was, like, very interesting how they incorporated, like, the wear of the clothing and the culture and stuff like that into representing the different areas of the world and, like, backgrounds. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it was like, it was really ahead of its time as far as more representation, getting um, more voices out there. And it really allowed everyone to relate to to someone in the cast. <laughs> Unlike, you know, where everyone was super perfect and whatnot back in uh, most mm-hmm. 2000s cartoons. And I feel like Avatar even... Even if you want to talk about to like the next, we're not discussing this like fully. I think there should be a separate day where we talk about Legend of Korra. But like you can tell that they further continued their level of representation by having like the main lead be a very strong <clears throat> woman of like color who was the next avatar. Mm-hmm. And who was mm-hmm. great and very powerful. Also. Um, Filipino representation, Dante Bosco. Um, he was uh, the voice of Zuko. Zuko. He's uh, he's Zuko. a Filipino voice actor, and yay! One point for me. It wasn't until Steven Universe where I went, okay, I'm all about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. Did you know Zuko that- had such a good character arc? Yeah, oh it my took God, like the it entire season. So which, beautiful. Or not the entire the entire show. He was like such he, a great character that even Japan decided to rip him off. <laughs> Decide wise. <laughs> I also like it's wild that this fact that that whole series takes in the span of one year. Yeah. And you can even see it with like Zuko with his hair growing, mm-hmm. which is wild. The I love that of, sort of attention to detail. Yeah, you slowly see Zuko's hair growing because of like a month has gone by. And they have the different areas. Like, our other thing is, the, like, we always like to bash all these cartoon companies, but the nuts on Nickelodeon and the creators <laughs> to fully back it and have, like, a massive, successful show. But for some reason, they wanted to shut down Korra for all the time, but the fans kept sabotaging their evil plans. <laughs> but um, I mean, they, they did it right at least once. At least they did it right at once. At least they we did it once. At least show. they went, fine. We won't have another show that is exactly like SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents or My Life you as a Teenage one. Robot. <laughs> you get My Life as a one. Teenage Robot was good. It was they good. really shut that down. They were they were they were like, no, you don't, you don't. Do you also miss that old 
um, aside from Avatar, do you miss that old 2010s, like, really polygonal style of cartoon characters and stuff that I was, think was pretty much a Butch Hartman thing? Oh, how pointy <laughs> they were? How pointy everyone was. I think that um, style ended off with the total, the total Drama series, which I hate that show with a burning I passion. But yeah. I, I missed it with Danny Phantom. Uh-huh. I think Danny Phantom was a really good balance of it. Some That's of a... them, I feel like, were a little too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Compared to others. Like, I liked My Life of a Teenage Robot, and I liked Danny Phantom. Fairly Odd Parents made me mad because it just kept going on. That's you. <laughs> yeah, ditto. Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, my Lord. I can... I, Fairly Odd Parents for me was just there. That show was so just bad. there. I it never exists. gave it much attention because when I eventually started watching Nickelodeon, my world was SpongeBob and iCarly. That's all I watched. <laughs> Sometimes the random fanboy and chum chum, but most of the time I'd be suffering watching that. I mean, SpongeBob was, I liked the first three seasons, like the oh, first like, four, like four or five seasons, like three to five, probably. Yeah, and every then, like, later. Fa- than that, I was like, oh, I hate this. Every SpongeBob fan acknowledges that, like, the, the OG was pretty the much, best. The OG was the best, and pretty much all of the 2010s and the first half of the 2000s was the worst, was the pits for SpongeBob. I mean, hmm. I saw a recent episode and I went, what the heck is that? I heard the recent ones are actually not that bad because now writers who grew up watching the show are working on it so you know what i probably will watch new spongebob again one day but i don't know i have the first three seasons on dvd that shows how dedicated i am you already (laughs) know what is my favorite spongebob episode (laughs) i think um onion you know what my favorite spongebob episode is i wouldn't i think i do yeah the half springing the hash slasher. I love Guys, it. you don't have to be that quiet. We're in a car. Yeah. <laughs> like a scream but, but you know, we are. We don't want to distort the mics, though. I mean, we. We don't want the other cars to hear us. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing. So many that people dog, yell in the car. Pet- there's you know, so many no, people who have this perception. There's a dog whose head is outside the window, and they're going to judge us. We can't have the dog judge us. <laughs> can't have the dog judge us. There, like, there are so many people who feel like there's the, the, their car is this safe bubble, so yeah, they will yell and jerks. scream at the other drivers in a way that uh, they would not do face-to-face. Well, Can most I talk people about... Wouldn't. Sometimes I'm really mean to people who um, speed by me in cars. And I mean, like, because I'm just going to say this as someone who has lived in a city for a period of time. Um, so being in a city for I was in a city for a period of time um, when I was there, you know, how like those people that rev their run- engines like right by you. I don't know yeah. if it's a thing that like they do it a lot, especially I I would have it happen to me so often, and I think it's because I'm a girl. And they're like, ooh, I'm going to impress you. <laughs> and sometimes I would get very mad and s- scream at them. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve. 
the nerve. The nerve. The nerve. And I was like, I think, I think I yelled at them like, wow, you just have a huge penis, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, and then I'm like, you're not overcompensating or anything. Road oh rage. Goodness. At least they. At me, least you didn't pull a. At least you didn't pull a gun on them. <laughs> I'm me going, fuck you to the people yeah. in the car. Well, it's because I was on the street, and they would always do it every single time on the street, and it would be right by my ear, and they would do rev it and be super loud by me, and I'd be like, why are you doing this? So are they like wiggle, w- winking their eyebrows, going. Or yeah, I think I would. What do they think is going to do? The... Impress you? You're just, they're just I hurting I, you. I, I would they're hurting yell at your them. ears. They're hurting my ears, and I would yell at them. That's some small dick energy. It's like... the automotive equivalent of cat calling. <laughs> and I'm like, stop it. Well, yeah, I've had Ugh. people cat call me in cars multiple times. The last time I got cat called, side note, a guy just like yelled at me, and he was like, "Hey, you." Hey you, what you're doing is wrong. And I was just like walking. I was like <laughs> And he just like started Thanks, honking at me and following at me and yelling at me. And I was like, why is this elderly man yelling at me? And it's not <laughs> even like I was dressed seductively or anything. I was wearing a black turtleneck with like short sleeves and then um overall pants over it so like <laughs> some people are into that sort of thing i guess i mean some they people. looked at me and they said you're wrong <laughs> man yeah, this I, got dark <laughs> i mean i've been cackled for weird things one yeah. time i was in a puppy coat and the guy just said like i was in a puppy coat where you couldn't even see my legs or my body at all and this is like the point of like it literally does not matter what you're wearing at all because like you could not see me, and like the guy just yelled at me like I like the way you walk. Thanks. I was like, and I'm just like you can't even see my body. I didn't even know you could see my legs. Like I was wearing a winter coat that went halfway down like my calf. Speaking of puffy coats and. And, puffy uh, coats. Speaking Sorry, of puffy I just coats, went on a rant there about that. A lot I'm of like, people. Hey. Speaking of puffy coats, a lot of people wear really big coats in the Japanese animated series Bakado or Bakado, Wait, whatever what? you call it. <laughs> what an amazing transition! Wow, this transition. That's almost as good um, as the uh, sponsorship transitions on Linus Tech Tips. Right LTTstore.com. <laughs> wait, wait, I thought you were going to say, speaking of cat calling, Bacano. 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 Yeah. They go, the amount of times that they go, hey, doll. Hey, they're like, hey, sweetie. Like, they say, like, they call them doll all, doll all the time or like, yeah. Babe. So, have you ever wanted, have you ever watched a Quentin Tarantino film and you said, I would like this if it was an anime? There you go. Ta-da. That's Bacchano. <laughs> there you go. Roll credits. But um, yeah, it's a really cool. It's a it's fun. That's what I can describe the show as. It's fun. Um, it's only uh, 16 episodes. We still need to finish the the three OVAs. But mm-hmm. um, the rest of it was 
really fast paced. It's told in a nonlinear narrative, which I initially thought would be a turnoff, but it was really good. Um, it lived up to most of the expectations I saw from the YouTube clips I saw from years ago. <laughs> and, um, and the soundtrack is a banger. Soundtrack's great. It's a banger. Yeah, Absolutely. And, I, and as far as the sub versus dub debate, I have a feeling for authenticity, just watch the dub. Swallow your pride. <laughs> just watch I, the dub. I have heard that even people in Japan will watch the dub. Yeah. And just watch it with like Japanese subtitles because of like the New York accents mm-hmm. are just so good. Apparently, like the localization team, they really went ham as far as like translating it. They watched a ton of old gangster films and uh, new Hollywood stuff like Bonnie and Clyde and stuff like that to really nail down that um, old school gangster film feel as well as the New York accents. And everything. I'm going, they, How you doing, Miza? <clears throat> Apparently, it just Funimation enhances the the fun, the fun yeah, of the show. So. Apparently, Funimation also went through tons of actors to get the correct voices and everything. Wait, it wasn't Funimation; it was Aniplex. Aniplex, I think, distributed distributed it. Really? I thought it was Funimation that. No, we got a correction segment. And... If I'm wrong, we'll correct it. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but, I thought um, it was Aniplex who did the dubbing. Yeah. Um, they just have a lot of people who are mm-hmm. from Funimation. They have such a large cast in that. That's probably one of the most diverse casts I've seen. Yeah, really large cast. Um, <clears throat> I also love the animation style. It still looks good today. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it wasn't that 2007? That show? It was... I'm looking it up. Yeah, but I think it, it's 2007. It was... I saw it when I was really little. Yeah. At first, which is like I probably what a show to watch when you're really little. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, also, you have to understand. I had no filter when it came to like growing up. I had older siblings. Yeah. Um. Oh my god. Yeah, I wouldn't have been allowed to watch that when I was a kid. No. My parents still resist whenever I say, let's watch a Tarantino film. Let's watch Inglorious Bastards. And they'll go, hell no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I watch it on my own and I, and yeah. I enjoy it a lot. You're right. Um, okay. So the series made its North American television debut when it started airing on Funimation in 2010. More 2010 oh madness. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're wrapping back around. It's all, it, it's, it it's was, almost like it's part of a theme. Yeah. It was um, made in 2007, but the dub started What's going, it was like a direct to DVD release. And then it started airing on Funimation in 2010, which is. Funimation so is a site. I actually didn't know that. Funimation's a site, right? Yeah. You, okay. Well, Aaron Funimation used to be now. a TV show. It used to be a channel? It used to be a channel. I used to run home from elementary school to watch Funimation. Interesting. Like, I know Toonami was a thing. No, oh, yeah. On Adult Swim. Um, but, it's, it's back now. I, I didn't watch Toonami as a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah. something, feels like, something in me tells me I was robbed of, my, robbed of something because <laughs> I didn't watch <laughs> Toonami as a kid. But um, I didn't either, so I wouldn't. I know. watched Toonami. 
Yeah, or uh, WD, WB Kids. I didn't watch that. So I didn't get to watch the Pokemon anime growing and up. I, <laughs> me neither. I'm now realizing how much my older siblings made an influence on how much I watched as a child. I'm like, yeah. damn, I saw everything. I just watched <laughs> the cartoons that aired on Boomerang, which are like 50s and 60s cartoons. Yeah, the one that uh, they yeah, all look like Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo. they were made by like the same company. Yeah, it was made by Hanna-Barbera. Mm-hmm. Every show was Scooby-Doo. Every single one. Single doesn't matter. Every, all of them Scooby-Doo. were Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it doesn't matter it if you're Scooby-Doo Josie Ripoff. and the Pussycats or you're the three freaking Stooges. You are Scooby-Doo-ified. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. You're, you're finding <laughs> some dude who's terrorizing some Zoom group and it had like a soft like spoopy vibe to it which yeah that is the weirdest thing i didn't notice until i was older anyway bacano it was <laughs> <laughs> scooby-doo it's a mystery a train it mystery is a mystery on the flying bacano, bacano, bacano is a mystery on a train no less and uh oh my goodness i think the only criticism i have is that um i sort of feel like the uh spoiler alert for people who haven't seen the show um that includes me that i've includes only seen you. the first few episodes i'll stop here <laughs> wait 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 whisper it wait 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 plug your ears, your ears while you're driving cover your ears headset off cover i'm covering ears. his ears right now i'm in the passenger seat all right good 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 i think the only thing that i have a uh the i think the only problem i had as far as like uh plot stuff is i didn't really get how the let's find Dallas plot really fit in with the, the plot on the, on the train. Maybe I have to go and watch the OVAs and stuff, but it sort of felt like um, it's more just a conclusion to uh, Eve. Eve's arc, but she wasn't on the train. Okay. This is how it's because of Eve's connection to Isaac and Maria. Okay. Yeah, they, she met so, them. So Isaac and Miria first had to like rob, uh, rob their house. Yeah, Isaac and Miria started robbing, um, was it called the mafia? And yeah. then, so Eve was the first mafia that was affected. And then, if you notice, they were trying to rob the other mafia. Yeah. So it was dealt with how all the story intertwined. I do agree that Dallas was like the weakest line, but Dallas was important in the sense of like him literally pissing off everybody like Fierro fought him in the beginning. Dallas was just doing shit and like creating things. He was a very unlikable character. Like he was the guy who literally just kept punching people and beating people. And that was why the elixir got stolen was because he's like just decided to beat up an old man. Yeah. So it was a really... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of that they wanted to tie Dallas's loose end where you're like, where the frick did that asshole go? Like, yeah. And then they needed a character, Eve, who would be like going to the newspaper and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you would see more of the other mafia. But I do say, like, Dallas is like, Eve's storyline is probably the most boring when it comes to Bacana. Yeah. It's by far the one that didn't seem the most important. Yeah. To most things, it's more like like we ha- mm-hmm. we have to tie this loose end away. So yeah, how will we do it? Let's let's have this uh, missing person plot going around, <laughs> and 
I have a feeling again most most of the other stuff's going to be explained in the OVAs and probably more characters will seem like they have a more a purpose. Yeah. For lack of a better word, but uh yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be the case. Yeah, um more stuff will be like tied up, but then there's like more things to open because how do I say this? Um because it is a place called visual novel. It was originally a light novel. Yeah, it's a light novel. Because it's a light novel series, which actually continues on to, like, people's children. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, it goes to present day where you have, like, for example, um, Claire's child. And then you get Jacuzzi's child. Mm. Jacuzzi and, like, Niece's child. Spoiler alert, they're a couple. Yeah. But they weren't very subtle about it. Yeah. They were very subtle about it, but they definitely do that. So I feel like a lot of the confusion comes from or like where you see these blue senses because there is a light novel and that series yeah. is so long. And also mm. the light novel is actually not in the same order of the TV show. OK, it's just weird. OK, but yeah, I think. I think you can uncover his ears and put his headset back on. That's the same. All right, guys, I, I, I know you like this show, but I don't really care about spoilers and I can't be driving with my knees for that long. I mean, I know we're on the highway, but we got to find parking soon. We're almost there. Yeah, uh, we got to find the nearest Waffle House. <laughs> I don't know. We'll park right <laughs> outside there. <laughs> There's a Waffle House yeah. everywhere. Um, I think the, the parking for the convention center was free, but you know, we might just have to settle for Waffle House. Yeah. I think we're a bit too poor to go to the convention center. <laughs> we'll just have to I sneak mean, in for the time machine in the basement. Yeah. The um, opening area should be free. Hopefully. Maybe, yeah. Here's I mean, it's the not thing, like though. they're having a convention now. Hmm. They're having a convention, a convention a decade ago. Here's the thing. Should there be a film adaptation... This is non-spoilery, I swear. Should there be a film adaptation of Bacano? I feel like if they did it in the style of one of those old 1920s films, that would be so fun. I, if it was modern Hollywood, like, I don't know if it really they fit get, the vibe. If they get like Edgar Wright or Guy I, Ritchie to do it, I think it could work. I don't think they'd be able to do a film. I think they would have to do a live-action TV series because there's just so much, and it'd be too confusing. Maybe. There's just well, so many details in that show that, like, remember mm-hmm. the first three episodes, which would be, like, an hour and a half, mm-hmm. you didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. I mean, it sort <laughs> of opened up, like, a Tarantino film. Yeah, which... it's very... Conf- it's so much, but I wouldn't shorten it. I feel like it... Is the ideal length? Okay, I would say a live action would be. It is pretty. It is pretty neatly. Uh, it's pretty neatly condensed and everything. So, may I still think maybe if they get a, a, a director like Edgar Wright, like the the Shaun of the Dead guy, then maybe they could do something with it. But um, that's just something I was thinking about earlier. But I mean, it's possible, mm-hmm. but. It's already hard to condense a show into mm-hmm. a good movie. Yeah. And I feel like with that sort of show, it'd be even more difficult. It'd 
be mm-hmm. so it hard. Be it would be hard. Possibly. It could be it's, done, but it would be hard. And also, we're and dealing also, with the mm-hmm. time frame of like the 1400s. Like, and then it goes 1400s, the early 1930s, 32, and then it's like 33 at one point. Like, yeah. It just would be very confusing, especially with like the flying pussyfoot and like with the train. And going yeah. back and forth with like the story of the immortals and like how people became immortal. Yeah. It could work, but it'll just be really tough. I do think if it became a series, um, Isaac and Mirio would probably be the main character. Mm, maybe. Maybe if they get because somewhere who the doesn't ones who are actually at every place. Almost. I get I maybe I don't know how that would okay maybe maybe that maybe that's what because they're gonna I'm do trying to think it probably wouldn't be what I would prefer but I think that's here's what they the would issue do. it's the same thing at the beginning of the show when they're like who's the main character there isn't a main character there isn't a main character like I don't know how whose storyline they would focus on because they would have to cut out so much if it was a movie. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think it would be a good movie. Like it, it's too much information, and I feel like it would feel like very pushed and like very confusing. And they yeah. would probably have to cut out like a couple storylines. Yeah, maybe. Well, some of them could be cut out, and it would still make a bit of sense but um again everything is so neatly condensed and packed together so uh, yeah it's still you're gonna still run into that same problem Mm -hmm. i do think probably the main focus would be the flying pussyfoot yeah i think that's that's what it's mostly gonna revolve around it would revolve around the flying pussyfoot which is like probably the best part of the series it is it's the train part it's the part that takes up most of the runtime freaking wild yeah, and it's like that. It's just gonna be nonstop, like action and fun and all that. There, yeah, there's a really good scene where I think about this all the time, where the three different groups go into the train car and all at the same time they try to take over the train and they're like, "Put your hands up!" And they're like, "Lay down on the ground, put your stand still," and they're like, "Wait, who's trying to rob the train?" Mm-hmm. It's like three different groups. Like I feel like that just shows how wild the train gets because there's um i don't know how to explain this to viewers well there's like three different groups on three yeah three large groups on the train that are at odds with each other and they're trying to get it's one of them is trying to get a bomb a couple of them and then other people are trying to get Louis lefont out of jail Mm. it's kind of wild I think we can sum it up with good show. Watch it. So good. Yeah. Good show. Watch it. Good show. Good show. If it's on Funimation, you might be able to watch it online and at Funimation. Please watch the dub. Jolly dub good show so indeed. Good. Jolly good show. Jolly good indeed. show. <clears throat> so, um, Cream, you've been playing some Sonic games. Yes. Sage 2020 Sonic Amateur Games Expo. Let's get that game time running. Yeah. It didn't run. Game time. Do 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 do
I tried my best. I swear this dang aux cord doesn't work half the time. Whatever, I shouldn't be on my phone anymore. Well, you're jury rigging this whole thing because we're, you're driving. <laughs> driving I'm sorry, dude. guys. I'm trying my best. Yeah. But yeah, there, there's some Should I be holding cool... this phone? You, you don't have a license. No, but I hold the phone because well, yeah, you could he's hold driving. Phone oh, yeah. Like. Okay. Yeah, all what, right. that's, it's all right. We'll figure it We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out on the on the escape back. Well, we'll yeah, we'll figure it out on the escape back. Uh, Sonic games. Don't want to mess with the setup now. Sonic games. I haven't gotten to play that many uh, over the past week because it's been a it's been a busy week for me. But Sage was this past week, and there was some really cool games that I did get to at least see. There was the Sonic Robo Blast One remake, which you can remember us talking about Sonic Robo Blast Two and a little bit of the history of one. But there's been a few different attempts at a remake over the years, uh, but none of them ever really came all the way through. There's been like one that was attempted in the SRB2 engine, but that net was never finished. So there's a there's a demo for a new one, and I hope this one goes through. It's got a really cool like Sonic 3-esque 3D Sonic animation on the title screen. That looks really good. Uh... I'm surprised no one's ever completed one of these. Granted, this one's not completed either. It's also a demo, but I, I hope it goes all the way through. It's it's really pretty. It's It reminds me of when I first saw like those, wow, so pretty fan game uh, pixel art. It was this one game. It was the first fan game I remember is the first game where I was wowed by the quality of the music because I had just gotten new headphones. So I was no longer on like these uh, old, like janky voice call, office voice call headphones with a mic on the side that was definitely used for like basic office meetings. But I had gotten it, I had finally gotten like a gamer headset. I remember because I was like middle school or something. I can't remember the name of the fan game, but I remember the startup screen. It was that that cute chibi Sonic from like the secret Sonic CD thing. And it's got the pink background. And for whatever reason, they had an 8 bit version of TikTok by Kesha in the background <laughs> as the background music while the game game loaded. <laughs> uh, that headset ended up breaking because I was stupid and. Uh, I had it like. My desktop was at the back of the desk so, and I had to plug it in in the back. So whenever I wanted to get it, I would just yank it out. Oh. And at some point that, it, that was too much and it snapped at the little like volume knob. And so I couldn't use it anymore. I didn't have that headset for very long. But I learned my lesson. It's not going to happen with my very expensive headset. Oh boy. Oh boy, did I learn my lesson. But there's some cool other details in that that remake. There's like this really nice squash and stretch on Sonic's jump that you don't. Uh, you've it's recently been in a few of the 3D fan games, but you don't really see it in any of the classic fan games. There's some uh, creative liberties, which is reasonable considering how old the game is and how it was limited to like one screen at a time. You couldn't do. Uh, I don't even think you could do scrolling with the engine they were using back in 97. Mm. 
I haven't had time to play it. I I tried, but it got picked up by my antivirus as a keylogger. And so no matter what I did, I could not. It just kept deleting it. And when I finally got it to not delete it, it wouldn't launch it. What if it was a key? It's a bit of a shame. What if it was? I mean, there's been some, there's been some freaky virus sort of things in like the they make Sonic a good game. game community. Like they make a but good game, the, but they put a virus in it. <laughs> the, uh, there was one high-profile example of it, but out of all the hundreds and hundreds of Sonic fan games that there are, it's not very common. It's it's more common that there's a false positive because of amateur programming. I see. There was also the paper ball demo which showcased, which is really cool. That's like Super Monkey Ball. And that's that's really fun. That was a fun demo. There's Fetch the Ferret. I remember playing that last year. I played a little bit. It, it's fun if you can get into a groove, but it's just the worst trying to troll, control the camera because they don't let you control it with the mouse. I've never and played a Super Monkey Ball game. When you play it on... Uh, a super monkey ball was the paper ball. That's 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 a fun time. Mm. But fetch fetch the ferret is more of a platformer. Uh, they don't let you control the camera with the mouse, and when you control the camera with the controller, it's super slow. And I'm sure it's an intentional design decision, but it just ruins it for me. Because otherwise, it seems like you can get a really good, fun flow going with it. There's also Super Mario Flashback, which looks really cool, but I haven't tried yet. Also, Sonic GT looks really cool. haven't tried it yet. <laughs> and Sonic DVD, the sequel to Sonic CD that people have joked about for years. Someone finally made it into a fan game. And it looks really cool. Also, like just yesterday, Sonic Robo-Blast 2 Kart got a new update for the first time in... Almost a year? I haven't been following the project for that long, so I don't know exactly how long, but it's been a while. Mm. They don't really Your favorite kart racer, for it. literally ever. My, my favorite kart racer. I debate between that and uh, what's it? Uh, All-Stars Racing Transformed, Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. Which one's That's also the one a pretty that I've game. seen? The, I think you've seen SRB2 Kart. The one with like the pixel graphics and everything. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. uh Sonic Transformed actually looks like a modern game. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> it it sort of beat uh, Mario Kart 7 with the whole anti-gravity with the whole like transforming carts thing, but everyone praises Mario Kart first because it's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think Transformed is better than Mario Kart. Mar it's dev it's better than Mario Kart 7. Yeah. Mario Create though. I was fine racing no, games I would... with Sonic very funny because like if Sonic just ran, he could beat them all. We had a yeah, game like that. Fair. It was called Sonic R and most people like it because memes. So Sonic R was a, a little bit of a mess in the control department, but it yeah. was kind of cool because it had these really complex racetracks that you had to explore around to find secrets and whatnot. Uh, and I had the, the cool low poly aesthetic of the Saturn that not many games have. And it yeah. had a gorgeous soundtrack, which a lot of people make fun of because it does not make sense for a Sonic game. But those songs are just so meaningful. Back in time. The breakbeats and stuff. 
Diamonds in the sky. Uh, living in the city. Living in the city is a jam. Mm. There's there's so many good memeable songs in that game. There's a lot of memes. <laughs> Sonic's memed to heck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the controls. The controls turn a lot of people off. And the there's only like five stages, which also... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think we're getting close. Uh, we're getting close to the end here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I found a parking spot right about here. You guys right. ready to head in? I think we're ready to head in. I mean, All right. you guys gotta be quiet. Yeah, we gotta put okay. masks. Put your masks. Do you see any security? No. They're all wearing lead costumes. <laughs> Wait, giggle Very strange security. Why are they all lead? I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. There's a kite. There's a kite. We're good. We're good. It's not that scary. Okay, that makes it significantly less scary. Okay, I got the hand right, tie. Let's see. There's the, there's the, there's the entrance to the basement. All right, let's go down there. Remember, guys. I don't I see got, anyone in there. Remember, guys. Um, I got the hand tie. We'll throw that as a distraction. Wait, 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 wait. Who is it? Uh, that's very important. How distracting is it going to be? Um, it's some, uh, it's some K-On hentai. Shit. Dude, this is a Bokoloid Center. Shoot. Oh, man. I should have asked for something else. Darn it. Oh, wait. I think we got some, I think we got some Bokoloid stuff in the actual, uh, bombs that explode with all the different magazines. Shit. Yeah. How'd you conjure that up? I knew you were a computer science major. Wait, wait, how did you get back? I mean computer That's engineering, security. but I I've I've got some engineering friends. Okay, good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Alright. I don't see anyone else here. Do you guys have any clue how to operate this thing? Um try you, you turning it like the grenades in Quake 2? I don't know. And then throw it. Mm -hmm. No, that doesn't seem to be working. We can just sneak around them. Did none of we... us do any? Uh, did none of us do any research on time machines? Did we only do research for 2010s on the podcast? Yeah, I think so. And you know what? Yeah. My knowledge of, ta you know, of time travel is only from Back to the Future. Um, I Wait only know Steinsgate. They they microwaved a banana. Okay. I'm okay. just gonna start pressing buttons. Lever, knob. Oh, what does this one do? 2010. Oh, whoa, time travel portal. Yeah.